Fiona found herself in spirit form as a familiar bright light engulfed her. She was not afraid. She knew EJ was here even though she didn't see him with her eyes. The light tingled in a familiar way across her body, quickening her breath. Fiona made her way over the vast green towards a figure sitting on the ground. The air was thick with the pungent smell of damp soil and wet dew on flowers. I know this seems like a dream to you, Fiona. EJ's voice whispered in her head, I have brought you into the threshold. Fiona felt EJ's words echo across her skin. This is where the unknown waits. Your kin has not yet entered the void's path. I hold this way open for you. Do not stray into the darkness. EJ pleaded with her. Fiona nodded as she looked up towards the bright glow that she now knew was Ejlam. She felt confident as she headed out across the green. Here we are, right in the thick of it, as Fiona and EJ attempt a rescue of the body they found on the island. The guys are probably correct in the fact that this could be a total disaster. One thing they do agree on is that they need to do all they can for this survivor. My name is Carly Bon. I am reading from the Tales of Eldalorn trilogy, book one. Chapter 24, Dark Garden. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'd like to encourage you to go back to the beginning because it is a story and I wouldn't want you to miss a thing. But hey, grab a drink and come on and sit by the hearth as we... Hear the rest of the story. Hello, Fiona said quietly as she approached the stranger. I am your kin. She tried to introduce herself to the tiny elf who sat hunched over and cross-legged in the grass. This must be who we came for, Fiona said in her thoughts, knowing EJ somehow heard her in this place. The edge of the green was thick with flowers. Fiona mumbled about how it seemed like she was in the Misty Island garden as she took a better look at her surroundings. The light in the place flickered strangely, but the elf didn't seem to notice. Her kin looked up. Fiona now realized the elf was female. She regarded Fiona with curiosity. Will you speak to me? Fiona sat down directly in front of the girl. You do not even know what I am saying, do you? Fiona gently took up her hands and peered into the elf girl's greenish-gray eyes. 
Our eyes are almost the same. Fiona was startled by the familiar look to the girl's face. Her own eyes were darker green, but you could not deny they were somehow related. The girl's thin nose ended in a tiny, perky tip. Her lips were more delicate than Fiona's and curved upward with a deep dimple on each side. Fiona could see the girl's woodland ears that pointed sharply upward on the top folds. She wore a long tunic with the patterns they saw stitched around the neckline and sleeves. She was fairy-like in her ethereal beauty, sitting there in this glowing light. Am I all that is left here? The girl sighed to herself, tiredly lowering her eyes. As Fiona heard the girl's dialect, she could tell it was different, but understandable. After a pause... Fiona spoke in the girl's tongue. No, I am here. You must hear me. The impassive girl looked at Fiona more closely now. Who are you? She said curiously. I am your kin, Fiona answered. Were you lost? The girl sounded annoyed. Yes, I was lost in Velivar. Fiona quickly answered again. I've not heard of that place in a very long time. I am alone. The girl sighed again and lowered her eyes. No, I am here. I wish for you to stay with me. Fiona tried to convince her. Then we shall both fade together in this lonely place. The girl glared at Fiona, just like all the rest. My clan has all gone away and I do not know in which direction to follow. The girl grieved at the loss of her kin and friends. We sat here, in each other's company among the flowers. Twas many fine hour we spent talking, till, one by one, I noticed them disappeared. What does it mean? She looked up confused at Fiona. An icy chill ran down Fiona's back as she realized this was the last survivor of whatever had overtaken them on the island. She had been clinging to life with her friends in this cruel dreamscape, waiting for rescue that never would come. The girl sat with a perplexed look, searching to see her friends and family again, but they were no longer there to comfort her. They had all found the true death as their bodies turned to stone in that accursed sward. I should go with them, she mumbled sadly. You are not alone. There are more Edelin where I come from. Please come with me, Fiona tried to explain to her as she pulled on the girl's hands, making her stand up. What is your name? Fiona politely asked. The girl just stared tiredly at her. They sauntered hand in hand through the garden's edge. Fiona patiently waited for her answer. The girl's golden-brown hair flowed out long and wavy. She had tiny braids along the side near her ears. Fiona wondered if that was her own family tradition of braid style. I am not sure. The girl finally spoke. She sounded weary. Fiona couldn't tell if she was not sure of her name 
or if she was not sure about coming away with her, the light surrounding them took on a dismal feel, like the silence before a rainstorm. A creeping terror paralyzed Fiona as she realized the familiar light was gone. She called out to Ejlum, Turn your face to me. She heard his voice so far away. EJ had been desperately trying to get her attention as she faded on the path. Ejlum, where are you? Fiona heard herself bleeding into the darkness. She focused on moving in the direction she thought Ejlum's voice came from. She had let her own thoughts wander and take them in the wrong direction. The wobbling girl held Fiona's hand, following and pulling and stumbling. As Fiona picked her way quickly through the growing darkness, she then saw it, a tiny glimmer in the distance. She could feel EJ clutching his chest in great pain. No, EJ, what's wrong? No, do not leave me in this place. In desperation, Fiona took off running with the girl dragging like an anchor on her arm. The undercurrent turned into black suffocating sheets like water that engulfed the two. Not daring to even blink, Fiona tried to focus on the spark of light in the distance. The thick torrent pressed in, but she kept moving in one direction. Fiona had to get back to EJ now. More than this darkness, something was wrong with him. She felt it in her heart. Suddenly, Fiona could hear Rovash yelling, his booming voice shaking her into action. She reached out with her arm to clasp into his waiting grip, somehow knowing it was there through this storm. Running full speed, she flew off the edge into a vast chasm. Fiona lost her chance to catch up and was falling, screaming. Blood pounded in her ears as she flailed into the dark, swirling abyss. Fiona hit hard and burst out the other side, gasping into the full light of the bedroom. Her eyes blinked wide, struggling for air. Come back, Rovash's loud, commanding voice was filled with terror, shaking her firmly by the shoulders, willing her to breathe. EJ, where's EJ? She choked as she pulled free of his hands and reeled around looking for him. Ejlum lay in a frozen gasp, clutching his chest. She rolled over the elf girl's body to the other side of the bed on top of him. She enfolded him heart to heart in her arms. Rovash quickly picked them both up out of the bed and in one swift motion whisked them away into the other room. He laid them gently in the middle of the great room floor. What happened? What went wrong? Fiona was holding EJ to herself, not knowing how to revive him. The elf did not want to live, Rovash said excessively loud, fear etched on his face. I knew something was wrong when you stopped breathing and my brother started to feel pain. By the gods, he's faded. Rovash cried at the sight of his brother lying there, pale and lifeless. He stumbled and fell back against the wall, rubbing his sweating forehead. He instinctively started chanting a prayer of protection that he had learned from their mother as an elfling. He invoked the aid of their tree home and all its clan. 
unheard voices groaned silently in a song of healing that flowed out unseen over their beloved elves. Ejlam, hear me. Come back to me. Fiona looked into his empty, staring eyes. Her own breath choked in her throat. Her heart felt as though it was ripping away from her body. I did not mean to lose you. I found the light. I found your light, Fiona said over and over as she pressed her wet face against his. She slid across his salty cheek until her head banged on the floor beside him. No, gods, no, she weakly moaned as she hung there limp. An icy cold emptiness was drawing them both away. With a last frantic effort, Fiona reared up, and with a guttural, primal scream, she pounded EJ's chest hard with both her fists, and then wholly collapsed in silence. Rose's eyes grew huge at the sight of it. Thinking this was the end, Rovash was relieved to hear loud rasping breaths as both their lungs filled with air and they came back to life together. My Fiona. EJ's weak words wheezed out of bloodless lips. I have found her for you. His voice barely audible. Everyone was too exhausted to understand what he meant by that. Ejlam stiffly stared up at the ceiling as the trauma slowly wore off. Fiona keened in relief, still embracing him tightly as a rain of hot tears fell over his shoulder. Roe fell back onto his heels and wiped the sweat off his face. Praise the trees, Rovash shook his head in relief, and praise to the gods as well. Rovash was not afraid to give credit where he thought credit was due. Something heavy fell to the floor in the other room, grabbing their attention. Fiona looked at Ro with a puzzled look on her face. Rovash quickly stood up and drew his dagger, ready to defend his weakened kin that could not yet move. A small naked girl looking like a wraith stumbled through the doorway. She stood there only a moment with huge blinded eyes. Rose sheathed his knife in one swift motion and ran forward to catch her just before her knees gave way and she fell to the floor. What just happened? Fiona's body was shaking uncontrollably. She lay with her head nestled in EJ's shoulder. The two managed to make their way back to Thendil's empty room so they could lie down on a soft bed to recuperate. We should not have even tried. I know that now. Fiona frowned as she babbled on in shock at what had just happened. The poor girl and her clan were clinging to life for so long waiting for release from that place. Why would she try to kill me? Fiona instinctively poked EJ's cheek with her nose. It just seemed so blindly important at the time, she scowled to herself, 
not expecting answers. It is the voices of the cursed that haunted you, EJ breathed. I too could hear them and feel their call. That place has fallen by some dark magics. Fiona shared the girl's dialect with EJ. He had heard it somewhere before, but under the circumstances, he could not even think from where. Maybe these were ones who found themselves refugees from the elven warrior Logren, who turned on his own clan. EJ gave her a short history. Logren and his followers ritually committed the crime of kinslaying on many clans of the Edelin. They attacked their kin and kind? Fiona was horrified. Long ago at the beginning of the Elven Kingdoms, yes. Remember the depths of sorrow, Fiona. Then EJ thought of something else. Maybe when the migration to Ilmatar started, these island elves felt abandoned and just gave up. Maybe there is another reason. He was tired of thinking and had to sleep. His head felt dizzy and heavy as he lay against the soft pillows. Fiona's persistent voice kept pulling him awake from his drowsiness. EJ, what happened to us? The healing place turned hostile. I... I couldn't find my way back to you. We are heart-bonded, Fiona. The girl did not want to live. She was confused. It was my fear that she would pull you with her into the void. I will die, Fiona. If you die, he looked at her through one half-opened eye as he said it. What? You were... I was dying? Fiona asked. Yes. Heart-bonded? What does that mean? Fiona asked again. We are forever bound together. It is thought to be a most precious gift of Ilmatar, although I'm not so certain now that it is such a good thing, E.J. mumbled. We pledged ourselves to each other with a vow so precious the lords took heed and turned their eyes upon us. E.J. gave up sleeping to look at Fiona. The room had grown dark in the evening air, and the warm breeze seeped in, and it felt good on his skin. I am joyed to be with you in this way, Fiona. EJ pushed himself up on one elbow to face her confusion. It just means we must be more thoughtful of our actions in the future. We share the same heart? How is that even possible? Fiona whispered as she placed her hand gently to his breast. She could feel a heartbeat in a rhythm that perfectly matched her own. The events of the past day came crashing down upon Fiona in realizing what a close call they just had. I only see you in the light, Fiona, EJ said. His soft eyes regarded her earnestly as he tipped her chin up to look into her eyes. She stroked his head lovingly, feeling the straight strands of his golden hair slide through her fingertips. I only see you, my love. She kissed him deeply, 
feeling the warmth of his skin against hers as their hearts beat as one. Thank you for listening to Tales of Eldalorn. It seems our friends Rovash, Fiona, and EJ are doing the best they can without any elder guidance. Maybe that's why the guys defer to Fiona quite often, because she reminds them of their mother. She does have some non-typical elven talents, like talking to trees and interpreting languages without any previous knowledge. As time goes on, we'll find out more about that, I'm sure. In the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you next week. Elvish lesson of the day. Mibonin means kiss me. Ego miboglamog means go kiss an orc. If you remember a lesson from the past, the word ego is never meant in a nice way. Why you would tell someone to go kiss an orc, I don't know. But today we're just going to say mibonin. Give her a kiss already. Mibonin. Thank you for listening. You can join me in more adventures if you press the follow button. I will personally send you a new episode every Thursday so you can hear the rest of the story. Till next time, bye-bye. This is Carly Bond signing out.